Welcome back to Views from ETC Venues. This is show host Caleb Parker, and I'm here today with, again, <gasps> again. Marg. Yes. You've got a new job. I do. I'm going to be a co-host from now on. <laughs> there we go. Good. <laughs> Makes my job easier. In one of our previous uh, episodes, we talked about uh, food a lot, and uh, so we decided, since everybody got really hungry off of that, we'd bring in the chefs to talk about that. So today we're here with chefs Robin Reese from ETC Venues. Thanks for coming on. Um, we really want to just have a conversation with you. Um, but before we dive in, I, I want to get to know you personally. So um, how long, uh, Reese? how long have you been with ETC Venues? I've been with the company now for about, um, it's nearly 11 years, nearly 11 years. So 11 years ago when you started, what, what was your role? Um, started as a chef de party, so um, like a junior chef, realistically, if you want to define it in any way. But um, but we continued working, um, going to different venues, experiencing new uh, new opportunities, yeah. and um, yeah, progressed all the way up to the top as I, as far as I can go now. Excellent. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Do do you do you guys work in different venues, same kitchen? No, different venues. Okay. We've worked with each other twice, so um, I, we did a big canapé reception together, a thousand people. That was a lot of fun. And, and out, of, out of the two of you, who's the better chef? Well, don't want to upset you. I mean, I heard, I heard there's some competitions going around, so... Uh, if, if, if Rob had entered the competition, we would have been able to have a clear winner, but um, I don't know. How many British ones have you run one race? None. Right. <laughs> European? None. Global? <laughs> all right, all right, calm down. Should we have a competition now? Because I, I would like to taste some food. I'm kidding. No, I won't put you on the spot. <laughs> I, won't put you on the spot. I thought they're going to bring a kitchen in. <laughs> um, that's a different TV show. <laughs> um, but I uh, do have a question on that because you guys are having some competitions right now internally and then with uh, IAC, with the Interna International Association of Conference Centers. So um, I think, Reese, you're participating in that? Uh, yeah, we, um, How we did that, that the other week. I think it was last week. Um, I won my uh, heat, so it was good. So on the 3rd of June, I think it is, we go to the national finals. Here in the UK? Yes, it'll be in the, here in the UK. And when you win that, what, then what happens? If. If we when? win. Oh, when? Well, <laughs> if, if. No, come Humble. on. You've got to be, a, be realistic about it. Um, it'll be in Europe. Um, and then from there, it'll progress on to North America. That, that's the, 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 internet, the, the global one? The, the no, that, that'll be the European that'll finals. European. Where's the, the, the finals, finals going to be? I'm not too sure. No, okay. I, I, I don't know. Not sure yet. All right. Well, may, maybe New York. Maybe New York. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of New York, um, Rob, you're going to be going to New York. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. All right. So are you excited? Have you been before? Uh, I've been to New York before, um, only for one little visit. But it's a lovely city. I think we can bring something really good to it. Um, what... What inspires you guys? I, I like to go to food markets. I like to see fresh produce. Uh, and then the imagination starts to come alive. And you, 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 if you're there and you're doing your order and you don't really think of, oh, I can use this or I can use this. But when, when you actually physically see the ingredients, you, you, you start to um, you get your creative juices flowing. And uh, you, you can then start creating things from that. So a lot of, lot of venues, I'll probably turn to you, Mark, on this mm -hmm. to start off with. Um, a lot of venues outsource the catering or, or they, maybe they give their, their clients a, a list of preferred caterers, but you don't do that. You've, clearly, you've got a team here on site. What's, why is that and what's the difference between, uh, why does that make a difference? I think we've, well, we've always had seen food as such a really important part of the experience that we offer people. So it's not just about... Um, the food and the service and, and the quality that we have. But, you know, if you, if you 
use, if you don't have your own chefs and you use like a contact caterer, you cannot control the quality. You don't know what's going into that mm. food. Um, also, we recognize that it's important that people can speak to the chefs. So there's a lot of allergies and things. So people actually talk directly to the chefs and understand what is important for me. It's mainly around, I mean, somebody said to me that if the food's right, everything's right in terms of a conference because people want to be inspired. They want to see the chefs. So are you guys often um, having phone calls or having meetings with clients? Yeah, we're fairly visible. I mean, typically, if there's uh, an event which requires something special, we'll be in contact by phone and email a couple of months out. There's always something which uh, needs to be specifically tailored, and it's nice that we can actually do that. And it does help as well. When you finally see the client on a the day, they feel a lot more reassured, and the quality is always better that way. I think it's also about, as, you, as Rob said, the flexibility of the event. So we don't just have a package menu that this is what you're now eating and, and you know, choose your chicken breast or whatever you do. It's about them perhaps tailoring the food to the event so that the event becomes as successful as possible. Mm. Well, one of the things we were talking about when we were, um, before we got started was brain food. Um, can you, who was that was bringing up the brain food comment? I've spoken about brain food before. Yeah, yeah. So brain food is about how whatever you put into your body will affect you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a, um, a really stodgy lunch, your classic two o'clock, you're going to be tired, right? And you're going to need a little bit of sugar. So you'll have some sugar and that'll be a really quick fix. And then you'll slump again. So, you know, everything you put into your body is going to affect you. And I think that now that's much more current. People are so much more used to understanding how whatever you do is affecting you as a human being, especially in a learning environment where um, you, you, whatever you eat is going to affect how, how your day is, really. Yeah. So when you're meeting with, with your clients and you're, and you're planning in advance a couple months, but then on the day and you're, you're pre preparing the food, what's sort of the thinking behind that? How, how are you ensuring that, um, that the organizers are happy, but more importantly, their delegates and their attendees for their events are happy with the food? Well, we try to be, we try to be current, as Mark said, that uh, I think the awareness is so much greater these days. You have to be on point. So we go for a lot of bright colours, lots of veggies, you know, so it's really, really visual, really fresh and bright. Try and cut the carbs down so that it shows that we're really, really on point with it. So we're keying into how anyone would think on a day to day basis. Mm. If they want to make those choices themselves, they're already there for them. And we try to cover all of that. We'd always have a meat, a vegetarian and a fish. And then you can have a little bit of everything if you want. So, all right, let's, let's get dirty for a moment. We talked about dirty in, uh, in regards to food. I think you're talking about sweets and desserts. and Yeah, okay. those guilty things. Give me some examples <laughs> because I want to make people listening's mouth water. I mean, I did um, an event recently where we had a dessert, which was a caramelized milk chocolate with miso, butterscotch, black sesame, and uh, pineapple. It's a really Where nice combination. Oh, these work. You know, they work very well. If you eat out a lot, you'll see all these little bits which come together very nicely. And put it together on a plate. No one's going to make that home. And when they eat it, it's wow, this is brilliant. And they would never have thought of it. And that's really nice to be able to use use those little skills you've picked up all over the place to make something completely different, which is really well received. You, you almost want them when they go into the office the day afterwards. That's one of the first things that they tell their uh, colleagues about. It's a, that's their water cooler moment, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Or even taking the picture of it. I, was I mean, that's say Instagram, the Instagram you know, is yeah. all yeah. over there, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's like um, here in the UK, they talk about marmite being you love it, you hate it. I think it's the same way about taking pictures with of mm. your food and posting on Instagram. Some people 
hate when they do that and some people just do it all the time. Anyway, it's besides But it's a compliment though. So if it looks <laughs> it good, is it absolutely tastes a compliment, good. Yeah, yes. yeah. Have you tried Marmite? I personally have not tried Marmite. Oh, <laughs> oh well, you need to. You have to. You have to. It's I, all right. I've, I've been delaying that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's going to be appealing, but everybody keeps talking about it. So. It's true. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah. yeah. There are some of the best restaurants in the world in New York. Um, I think while you might not be competing with them head to head, the taste of New Yorkers that are used to going to these restaurants, I mean, is, this gonna, is that a bigger challenge for you? I don't know, how do you feel about that? I don't see it really as a, a challenge in a negative way. Um, we just need to make sure that uh, everything's on trend. It's what we're looking for from your general public and what they're used to, but a little bit extra. And that's what's nice is, oh, I've seen this before, but here's something interesting. So in London, we're very eclectic with our foods. There's so much variety, so we have to be very on trend. New York, I think, will be quite similar in that respect. The standard are, in London is very high, yeah. so I think we can really bring something there. Are you, so are you bringing British food to New York, or are you looking at the, the New York trends and incorporating Well, we those? want to bring a lot of ourselves to New York. Yeah. So we will be bringing some British foods, but we're going to look at local trends as well to just see if we can integrate to make a little bit of a twist there. But uh, the British thing is, I mean, the British food is top of the world at the moment, I think. I hope I'm not biased there in saying no, that. You might be biased, <laughs> but nothing wrong with that. But uh, I th I, what we do is brilliant in London and in the UK, and we really want to bring that over to New York. So are you expecting then fr from that person, do, do you think that the, the eclectic taste of New Yorkers and, and the people of New York, is, is, is there going to be a difference in their palates from, from people here in the UK, or do you expect it to be sort of similar? I think there are generally a slightly different taste, but the outlook and attitude and awareness is going to be very similar. So, Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Um, the, we will need to get used to exactly what needs to be done there, but I think coming from where we are, we have a really good foundation to bring straight across. I think it will be very well received. All right, guys. Um, so going into New York, we love our bagels in New York. Are you going to have bagels? Of course we're going to have bagels. Okay. But we'll make them that little bit better. A little bit better. That, now that's... Fighting that, talk. That might be a little bit of bias there, for sure. Um, all right, that, that's, that, that is, a, that is a, big, um, a big big comment. So do you, can you talk about that? Can you, or wh what are you planning to do with these bagels? It's going to make so much better. I mean, New Yorkers eat a lot of bagels. They're fantastic. I've had a few myself, and they're out of this world. But it's the same thing every day in there. So why couldn't we do something a little bit different? What are you thinking? I mean, we could do, we could do a buttermilk chicken bagel. Chicken bagel. And why not? We have chicken and waffles. It's very popular. This is true. A chicken bagel. I think you're getting creative now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe too creative. <laughs> I right. think we'll have to take this one slowly. But, well, uh, well on, on that same similar topic, um, not bagels, but um, in regards to um, specifically specific recipes. Um, can we talk about some recipes that you're planning, that you're thinking of, or maybe your favorite recipe? I'll give you a couple of quick ones. It's a little, uh, little sauce we use on lots of, lots of fresh veggies, very nice. It's just a, a shallot chopped up, a little teaspoon of chopped chives, two teaspoons of ketchup, and a teaspoon of sesame oil, a little bit of salt and pepper, just stir it together. It's a lovely sauce. Two minutes to make, goes beautifully with roasted veggies, anything really. We use that a lot on our vegan and vegetarian dishes in banqueting. You try it, it's amazing. Sounds good, sounds good. Yeah. I've got another little quick cheesecake as well. All right, tell Reese me. Reese is probably familiar with this cheesecake. Lovely quick one to do at home. Just very easy, 500 grams of mascarpone, a can of condensed milk, juice and zest of two lemons, 
Just mix your mascarpone, your condensed milk, mix in your juice and it will set right up and it's a perfect cheesecake. Sounds good. Is it good paired with coffee or what do you recommend? Yeah, we can we do it in small quantities as well. You can do you just a little, you can flavor it with anything you want. True. I did a tiramisu and amaretti one the other day. We did an Oreo one recently, but it's a great base. You can put anything you like with this. So you can really just theme it. However your occasion, Sounds you can delicious. make it work. So Rob, one, one last question for you. Can, can you tell us sort of like what you're planning for your first menu? Can't tell you, I'm afraid. Just have to come and see us. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a tempting invite. So I will definitely do that. Well, thank you gentlemen for joining us, Rob Reese. Um, good luck to you in New York. Thank um, you very much. Thank you, Mara, for co-hosting once again. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you all for listening and join us for our next uh, episode where I think I might tell you how Marmite tastes. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, guys, take care of yourselves.